0: You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, September 28th. It is week one of fall quarter, as I'm sure most of you are very well aware It's also week four of the NFL season, so how is your fantasy football team doing? Are you competitive, ready to throw in the towel, or simply have no idea what I'm talking about like me? Hard to believe October hits this Saturday. That's right, October. The final months are here of 2022, leading us into somehow 2023. My own lament is that we're facing a long and barren stretch of no holidays until Veterans Day all the way November 11th. Now, you may be stopping and thinking to yourself, Miguel, we know your favorite holiday is before then. What about the dusky holiday of Halloween on October 31st? And to that, I say two things. First of all, in our house, every day is Halloween. So October 31st is really more of a sprinkle topping. And also, of course, I'm sure you're aware, I am speaking of a holiday that also grants us a brief reprieve from our daily toil. So, yeah, that won't come till November 11th. How will we ever make it through? Some quick housekeeping for you. The Staff Town Hall webinar is coming up next Tuesday, October 4th at 1 p.m. Check out the events column on the homepage of Blink for registration links. But now let's move on to this week's interview Our own Angie Liu caught up with Mona Zare. Angie, take it away.
1: Hello, podcast world. This is Angie Liu, project manager, and I'm here with Mona Zare. We're here to get a little more perspective from a female leader in the IT industry. Hi, Mona. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Angie. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome, you're welcome, we're happy to have you. I'm gonna start by asking you to tell us your full name, title, and how long you've been at UCSD.
2: My name is Mona Zarey, is Identity and Access Management Solution Architect. And I've been at UCSD for a little bit more than a year.
1: One year, very nice. Happy anniversary if oh, it's around you. this time. Yeah, it was in July. July. Okay, very nice. Where did you work before you were, before you came to UCSD? So before
2: UCSD, I was working at University of Miami Information Technology Department for 11 years. I came originally to University of Miami for continuing my education for my master's in electrical engineering. And then I got a job at IT and I loved it, fell in love with Miami and also the freedom that was given to me as a woman. And I said, yes, this is where I want to live and contribute.
1: Yay. I'm glad University of Miami was able to convince you to come over to the U.S. officially because now you're here. Woohoo. You're at UST. Yeah, I have to thank them for the scholarship, <laughs> otherwise I couldn't
2: have paid for the oh, tuition. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. But what did you do at the University of Miami? Uh, so at the University of Miami, I started as an intermediate, intermediate programmer. And then like I started, you know, at the surprise, surprise, at identity and access management and middleware team. <laughs> Where we were working on an in-house implemented identity and access management platform. Then like I started working more, bringing in new initiatives. I was promoted to senior programmer and business system analyst.
0: Very so cool. over
2: there, I was in charge of researching bringing in new platforms, new technologies, talking to different stakeholders, consultants, to make sure that the solution is being implemented correctly and to the way that our university community needs. It was usually the ones that nobody wanted to take, so I would have my hand up, yay, give it to me.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome. It worked out nicely for us on the EIM team that this whole time across the country, you're over there getting and gaining the skills we need to complete our project. So yes, it worked out nicely. Tell me, Mona, what is very obviously different between UCSD and University of Miami? So
2: this is an interesting question. So the both are higher ed and actually all my career was in higher ed, right? From the one at the time that I graduated till now. When I came to UCSD, uh, what I was impressed by was the level of commitment of the organization in IT for the career development and the support of the managers and the SMT for the employees to spend time for their education, for attending conferences, also even like supporting and covering some parts of the registration fees, which was really impressive for me. Another thing that I was very encouraging for me and I really enjoyed seeing was the number of women in the leadership and SMT level, which is very encouraging. And I really appreciate this kind of approach to equity. That's amazing. Something that I have to mention about the U.M., which I liked very much, was the tuition waiver for employees and their family and spouses. It was a great policy for retaining the talent. I had coworkers who worked there for 20 plus years solely because they knew that like they can have another education and also their kids can go to school for free even though the pay was not competitive at all. So that's something I still miss (laughs) for getting another master's.
1: (laughs) Very nice, very nice. UCSC, I think, for undergrad, that'll cover 40% of your UCSD employee. So we get
2: hmm.
1: a, a perk, but it's not, you know, tuition waived. Shoosh. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, go University of Miami on that one. Awesome. Thanks again for sharing that. So Mona, your title, okay? Can you say your title again for everybody, please? It was long sure identity and
2: access management solution architect (laughs) okay okay what does somebody like with that title do here so a solution architect is person responsible for designing and creating specific technical solution for an institutions certain business need or problem so like here We have identity and access management. So the whole platform from when our users, no matter what their role is as guests, students, employees, when the vendors, they come in and set foot on the turf of UCSD, they need to have this digital identity created for them and have access to the certain very granular level access to specific eligible resources. So I am here as a solution architect to provide this design and vision of how we can support this initiative for our users and also foresee the future and see how this will evolve and be ready for that technology-wise and policy-wise.
1: That sounds serious, Ma. (laughs)
2: It is, it, it is, is a part is. of security, you know? It's a very
1: important part of security. <laughs> well, thanks for doing that, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> so how do you see your role and your team's role in the overall vision for IT services?
2: Very good question. So IT's mission and vision is for us to provide an innovating solution for our users be a customer-centric, technology-oriented service provider for the university. So the EIM team and I are committed to provide this modern platform and solution for the community for access and identity management to the whole community of UCSD. And we are providing this by bringing the best-of-the-breed products from the market and also implementing the latest and greatest in-house applications and systems within the ITS. And also, we are really appreciating the collaboration and level of commitment that we are getting from our ITS, other ITS teams that they are helping us in reaching
1: to our goals. Okay. So we fit perfectly huh? ideas. <laughs> yes, very well, okay. yes, exactly. <laughs> great, great. Now that we learned a little bit about your background, what you do, let's talk about the main topic, right? The, one of the reasons why we asked you to do this interview is being a female leader in a male dominated industry. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is like?
2: Wow, that's a very great question. You know, there has been many times that I find myself to be the only woman or one of the few women in a very high profile meeting or email thread. Hmm. And also coming from STEM background and engineering, I had the same experience in my undergrad and graduate studies. And over the years, I found that the, the key to making progress and being visible and contributing is the self-confidence. You know, the society or the outside world creates this rigid frame that wants to fit women into it. However, we should know and be confident and trust our abilities to contribute and trust our expertise to provide good, calculated and logical contributions to our institution, to our community, and to our country. Hmm. So what I see is that for us should be vigilant, actively seeking feedback from reliable mentors, trusting other experts to move forward towards our initiatives. As a woman, I want to make sure that This progress does not end with me. So I want to be, I want to support. I want to uplift and help and encourage other women to advocate for themselves and know their worth in the technology and IT level industry and be confident that there is a space and they should go and get it.
1: They should go and get it. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. For those of us who are still so hesitant, right? Where I know you're saying be confident and all that, but how do I be confident in maybe a meeting where, like you said, you're the only female and you're afraid to speak up, or people are talking and they don't ask you for your opinion? Like how how do you make sure? you stand out in those kind of meetings or do you even want to stand out? You want to stand out. You do? Okay. And you have
2: to, you know, if you have something to contribute, if you have something that is impactful, you have to con you have to talk. You have to start talking about it. And that's where I was talking about self-advocacy. And we have to advocate for ourselves. If we know and trust ourselves that we know something, we will have to, you know, we shouldn't wait for the platform to be given to us. We have to take it. If there is a way that nobody listens, if it's a meeting, bring your hands up. If it is a Zoom meeting, just have their raised hand, you know, and talk, you know, and then like, don't stop. If, you, if they don't listen, the first round, the second round, say it. Say the same thing, say it louder. If you're the only woman, but if you are, if there are two women, let's lift each other up, you know. Say like, hey, I see Mona's hand up. Let me see what she wanted to say something, you know. So these are things that we can do to just, Create more momentum towards getting where every woman's voice can be heard and want to be heard.
1: That's great. Let's appreciate the advice. Appreciate that thought of lifting each other up. Nice. So Mona, are you in any specific committees or anything like that where you have seen this advice in person or that you've done it? anything like that uh
2: so <laughs> that that's interesting you know I've been into many these kind of like situations I learned that like I have to have my voice heard you know and usually I am the <laughs> loud one <laughs> in a meeting really? okay. and um so and but I do that you know because there are like many meetings that women were talking and nobody heard and then like I said so I said hey wait I heard Doing? We're talking about something. Let's hear. <laughs> so I've been trying to do that. Of course, we have to learn how to do it in a way that is respectful and also be an inclusive and very gentle way. However, I think the only way that we can succeed into creating this momentum, creating this progress is for us women to create the opportunity for everyone else mm. to come and have a seat at the table or at least, you know, give them a chair, you know, on the side of the <laughs> room so they can sit and listen. Regarding the committees, I'm in fact in too many committees. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am, I'm trying to shit, actually. Uh, I'm a, I actually am doing the LLP program. Yay. And one of the last books that we read were, was about essentialism. And I can say that I wish that I had read this book <laughs> at the beginning of the program rather than now. So I started looking. And right now, what I'm really focused on is like a handful of comedies that I'm a member of. Within UCSD, I'm a member of Committee on Status of Women, which advises the Chancellor on policies and practices that are related to the gender equity and status of the women at university-wide. I am also a member of AAMS, which is the Accounts and Authentication Management Standard, which is a UC-wide initiative for us to update the policies around the security of accounts and authentication methods. Another initiative that I'm a member of is for REFED's Research and Education Federation Group. I'm a part of the Pronoun Subcommittee which uh, creates the recommendations, yes, for how pronouns should be managed by identity and service providers, as, as well as how to provide a, a ability to, for the individuals to freely choose their pronouns and also the security and privacy measures around it. And the last but not least. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you,
1: you sound like you're in a lot of committees. Yes, last but not least.
2: Yeah, it, uh, I'm a member of ITANA, um, IT Architects in Academia, and uh, they have a new initiative on um, which is called New to EA, Enterprise Architects, which mm-hmm. is creating a platform for educating the new enterprise architect generation and these are all all the the best of enterprise architects throughout the United States and New Zealand that are creating this curriculum for the new to EA people who want to come and I'm a part of the design and the content production of the team that's it (laughs) are you sure that's it (laughs) Yeah, I shared it, you know, so after being- a, Oh, you asp- shared
1: some committees already? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, I'm an
1: aspiring essentialist at this point, so. <laughs> <laughs> aspiring, at least we're aspiring, right? Yeah. No, but they also sound all very important. Like, I totally understand why you, you've you joined them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, they all sound important. So appreciate you being a lot of people's voice in these committees. Um, do you have any advice for people thinking about joining groups? Or is there one in particular that you want to recommend, or just do it? Do find stuff that looks interesting and try it. Like, what's your advice? So
2: that that's great. You know, if we have time, this is the problem: is that like we're not having enough time to address all these great initiatives, you know, and a passion, a passion of ours. So that was something that I was. Um, wandering for so long. and um, what I' got to after talking to many people, reading the essentialist book, I highly recommend it is that first to know how much time we have left out of our 24 hour day after taking all these high priority tasks whether within our personal lives and professional life. and then come and see like with this amount of time that's left, for my passion and initiatives that I want to follow, which one's gonna have the highest value for me? So we can measure it by how much my attendance will contribute and will be impactful to this group or how much I'm gonna be learning from attending this group and how much it will help me in both my personal and professional life. that would give us a good measure of how to manage our time, our this part of the spare time and gain the most value out of it. Thank you. That's great advice. I know it's easier said than done. But <laughs> but um, it... no, as I said, I'm aspiring, <laughs> trying <laughs> to do the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's great advice, right? Which ones will you feel like you have the biggest impact? And obviously, you have to think about your time first. How much time do you have? So. Appreciate that. You. I've got one last question. Very important, probably the most important question you'll ever get asked is, "Who's your favorite project manager?"
2: Oh my gosh, that don't say Aaron, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's very hard, you know. You gotta I think about to go... it. You gotta make some pros yeah. and
1: cons list, yeah. right? Yeah, right yeah. Down. I
2: have to do that, and the value, you know, the measure, you know. Okay, within, okay. You know? Well, but I can't say one thing that. My favorite project manager is the person who from when I was on the very first day was there answering all my questions and answering all my questions again for the 100th time and sending me the links for the 100 millionth and millionth time again and again, being my support and the voice of wisdom that is nobody but the great NG Liu. <laughs>
1: No offense to the rest of the
2: project managers, but sorry, Angie is my favorite.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Yes, of course, I had to throw that in, right? And if mm-hmm. maybe if the, the other project managers want to join the podcast to record this, but guess what? Mona said <laughs> me. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah, I'm very glad, you know, and I have to say that, like, Angie, you're my saving grace and uh, through the last year and co- going on, you know, you're you're the one who I rely on.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. I didn't tell her to say that, everybody. I just want to be clear. I know some of our prompts are scripted, but she that, that answer wasn't scripted. I just want to make sure. Oh, everybody exactly.
2: Knows that. Yeah, that's true. You know, she didn't give me that
1: question. <laughs> hey, Mona, well, I appreciate your time. Everybody listening, I'm sure appreciates your time and insight. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. I really enjoy my time talking to you.
1: Yay, thanks.
0: I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT Services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.